You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down and it's called for another foul. Check, Jacko. Come on. Jacko. Jacko's having some fun here. And we are back with another episode of From the Raptors. Sam and I are here recording on a Monday uh, on a two-game break once again where the Celtics don't play basketball, which kind of sucks. Uh, and, and their next game is another late game to boot. So how do you feel about that, Sam? A 10 p.m. start time for Tuesday. I was not happy when I saw the graphic while I was watching the other game. I completely had forgotten they were going out west. And I mean, it's not my favorite thing. Do not love the late games at all. No, sir. We've had, I think, a 9 o'clock and 8.30, or an 8 o'clock and then an 8.30, and now a 10 o'clock. It's just a rough stretch for, for guys that like to do other things at night, you know, play video games, relax, sleep, probably. Uh, but anyways... Don't sleep at night. Who are you kidding? <laughs> uh, Zelda's coming off a game against the Lakers. Uh, unfortunate loss, 95-96. How pleased were you with the result of that game as a whole, like how the Celtics played? You know, obviously you don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. What kind of question is that? Well, just like how they played. I mean, you you can be not too upset with how they played. I don't no, think they I'm, played I'm terribly. With you. No, I don't think they played bad either. And I think um, uh, that was a interesting game to watch. It was entertaining. It wasn't boring. You know, I mean, it wasn't a no defense kind of game. It was a nice, intense game, playoff type feel, even though mm-hmm. there weren't any fans, which is not something you get when there's no fans, playoff atmosphere. But, um, you know, it's not that big of an issue for me. You're going to lose. Obviously, you want to beat the Lakers, but it's all right. They played okay. Can't complain too much. Mm-hmm. I think Jason Tatum and Jalen I think people Brown. are being hard on Kemba. I yeah. don't think that's fair. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's fair, but I don't think the the degree that everyone's upset with Kemba is fair. Yeah, let's talk about that. Obviously, shot he first. wasn't he wasn't great. Mm-hmm. No problem with the shot, by the way. No it's problem. Fine with shot. The shot. Yeah, I was gonna His say the shot. same thing. I mean, it, it was a cardiac Kemba moment. So if he had hit that, people would have been ecstatic and like recalling all the times he's hit that shot but since he missed it everyone's uh on his ass but as a whole he didn't play great that game like you mentioned but i think it's still a matter of trying to get back into the flow of things with jason tatum and jalen brown it's only been you know one game they played together before that one so it, it's going to take some time for them to get back back into the swing of things so um you're not too hard on kemba yet you you know giving him a chance to get get into things or what, what do you think yeah, no, I don't have any issue. I mean, he's he's gonna have to play better, get his footing back a little bit. I mean, he was looking all right before that game. I was pretty surprised, to be honest, that he was struggling that much. Mm-hmm. No, a yeah. big game like that. Yeah, he played well uh, in the uh, Philly series. Moving forward past that as well, so it's weird. But I guess everyone has an off night. Just a, a tough night to have an off night, especially in such a close game. But. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. On the other side of thing, Tatum and Brown played really well. How, how impressed were you with those two? I mean, I mean you got to expect it at this point with the way they've been playing, but still. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, here's a thought I had today, right? Is it more impressive for guys to score big numbers in a game that's low scoring compared to a game that is high scoring? I'd and say I so. think that that is like a point 
that you can make to say how impressive they've been because they both had a big night in a game where they scored 95 points. The other team scored 96. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both, they had 58 of those points. Yeah, that's huge. It's kind of unacceptable from the other guys, but, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's just that's how it is. Yeah. Really, it is like that sometimes. It's unfortunate you just don't get I – mean, Daniel Tice, your third best guy. No, yeah. Other other guys got to be better. But speaking of Daniel Tice, he's been amazing. He's He's been great for the Celtics lately. Yeah, he's been on an absolute tear. <laughs> yeah, he put up, I think – Now people want to trade him. <laughs> yeah. That that makes no sense to me. I think he's unequivocally the best center on the roster right now. I don't think there's any question, like anywhere around it. Three. Mm-hmm. Well, what more can you really ask from the guy? No, I mean, yeah, his defense is solid. His mid range is solid. He hustles. He he can hit shots, like you said. I, I don't know what people expect to trade him for. That would be better than the player he is. What do you think? What do you think people are trying to trade Daniel Tice for? Because if they think he's not good enough to the point where they have to trade him. What do they expect other teams to give up for him? It makes no sense. Yeah, I, I don't know. People are stupid. That's that's the answer. People are really dumb. They don't pay attention. We saw plenty of them out on Saturday night because it was a big game, right? People that don't usually watch decided to turn their television on. And uh, unfortunate result. And they, adore, they open their mouths because they don't know anything, but that's what they've got to say, right? Of course, of course. It's tough. You know, it is tough dealing with the the not so bright mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> I got a funny hypothetical last night uh, from our good friends Danny and Liam that I'm sure you're going to hate, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Uh, they asked me, what would I trade Jalen or Jason for? They they weren't like asking, like pushing for a trade, obviously. They were just saying. Oh, yeah. that, it would have to be a lot, though. <clears throat> like that's. Yeah. It's very hard. Maybe you trade. I don't think Jalen. I mean, not. Jason Tatum is someone that you're going to trade at all, but mm-hmm. Brown, it would have to be for like superstar, like Luca. Yeah, it would have to be a young superstar too. Yeah. It's not even just a superstar it's, or like Giannis. They asked Giannis me, um, would probably be your your only answer there. Yeah, they asked me if I would trade Jalen Brown straight up for LeBron James. Oh, I, okay. Well, yeah, it's you, too you old. Know. They they also no, said, it's not even it's not even because no, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. old. I said no as well. Then they asked Jalen Brown straight up for Steph Curry, and I also said no because it's just. Probably not. No, you can't give up. Still, still old. Exactly. You can't give up that. Your many years. your window changes when you make a trade like that. Know, it just doesn't make any sense to do that. No, yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. But then they got into a question. They asked me what I would trade Kemba for, and that's a much more. That is a tough question. Yeah, that's a br- much broader list. I really I don't say. think they should trade Kemba because I don't think it's a good look for the organization. Yeah. I don't think he's playing that bad mm-hmm. either. I mean, recency bias. I mean, he had a rough game against LA, but it's tough. I mean, you're going to have off games. Whoever they traded him for would have a rough game once in a while. They'd be upset. So you can't like put all your eggs into that basket. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would trade him. You got to get something in return. You got to get younger. I guess that's the answer. Yeah. You got to get like a young, like solid player. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody that has a young, solid player is going to do that. No, yeah, and you say you don't think they should trade him, but how realistic is a Kemba trade? Do you think? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's that realistic either. Mm-hmm. Especially not at this time of the year. You're trying to get better, not worse. And I don't know what they're going to get for Kemba that's going to make them better. 
Yeah, that's also true. I'm talking more long term though, right? Like you got to think he's got what this year, then one more left on his deal. Like, what are we thinking in terms of like, like do do you think yeah, he gets but... traded by the end of his contract? Is what I'm saying, or do you think he just like maybe maybe next here? year if okay. you want to if you want to go there next year? Maybe I don't think this year is the move at all mm-hmm. because. I don't know. I don't think anything you – this is a team that is absolutely capable of winning a title this year if you make the right moves. They have that trade exception. The way Tatum and Brown are playing, they're playing like two superstar players. They are playing better than anyone expected them to play. The record hasn't been great, mm-hmm. and that's not all right, but there's potential for this team to be special because of the way those guys play. Oh, yeah. They need to figure out what they're going to do with the bench here. I don't think the bench is good enough, at least as is – Maybe when Pritchard – I mean, that's another thing. Since Pritchard's gone down, it's been tough for him too. It's not like, um, you know, they really struggled when he was playing. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of their – I mean, just just think back to certain games, man. Like he would have a good game and make an impact off the bench. Energize the whole team. you've got nobody else coming off the bench that's going to make an impact. No, oh, yeah. Fatigue's been awful. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's been tough to watch, especially with Pritchard out, because you know you have a good, uh, a solid point guard off the bench. He's just not available. Um, but what what's the team missing? Like, is it just a matter of all getting healthy, or even past that? Do you think there's just like one little thing? Because I, I can't put my finger on it at the moment. Maybe I think they're missing an identity. What in what what is that identity? Because you got to imagine you have all the major. You pieces need to on the have team. somebody. You need to be a powerhouse. Like you don't have somebody. We saw a little bit from Tatum. You need to do it earlier. Somebody that's going to close the game for you. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing that. I mean, the man, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, they just go in a lull. They're up seven points going into the fourth quarter. Brown goes to the bench. And you that. nailed this looking at back at the article. You said, why are they struggling? And you put when Jalen Brown's not in the game, they tend to struggle in the fourth. And that's yeah. absolutely right. So that needs to change. Jason Tatum's Mr. Big Star, which is great, and he is absolutely a stud, but he's going to be somebody that you can go to. Mm-hmm. And we, we don't see that that often, which is not great. Yeah, Brad. You see it once in a while. You see, oh, you know, uh, like he, he stepped up a little too late. Yeah. I have no problem. Obviously, you want to see him make the big shots like that, but do it earlier, man. Like, what are you doing? I don't understand what the big problem is. Mm-hmm. And Brad Stevens runs these lineups where it's like all bench guys, like Jeff Teague, Shemi Ojale, Javante Green, who didn't really play against Lakers, but still. And just if I'm Jason Brad Tatum, Stevens, too. You have to have, you have to have, have to have, have to have, have to have two or three of those guys on the floor at all times. Yeah. And he, he just loves to run Tatum with a bunch of bench guys, which is fine, but not when Tatum can't be the guy, which I'm not saying he wasn't against Lakers. I mean, man dropped 30, you can't complain, but it just like you can tell the difference in the offense without Jalen Brown, which is something you shouldn't be able to do because Jason Tatum is just as good, if not better than Jalen Brown and has been regarded as better than Jalen Brown for the entirety of his career. So if the offense is noticeably worse without Jalen Brown and with Jason Tatum, that's a problem right now. And I'm not saying Jason Tatum is playing bad. I'm just saying I shouldn't be able to notice like a dip in offense when Jason Tatum's on the floor. Cause yeah, it shouldn't happen. He's the guy. Mm-hmm. He is literally the guy everybody talks about all the time. Now people are starting to talk about Brown because he's playing so well. Good for him. 
But why is it that you, you almost feel more comfortable with Brown on the floor? Like that shouldn't be a thing. Because Tatum's a special player. I don't mm-hmm. know what the disconnect is for him to be able to lead without Brown on the floor. And I'm Again, not trying to knock on him. It's just I don't get it. You know, that's something that happens way too often. No, yeah, and maybe he's not getting to the basket enough. Maybe he's settling. I mean, I have, he was taking good shots at the end of the game, floaters. He took a little step back, fade away in the paint. He had some clutch shots. He had some clutch shots. That's what I'm saying. He did that. Why can't he do that all the time? Why can't he do that when it's the beginning of the fourth quarter and they can't score? Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It's weird. And I think everyone got so used to Jalen Brown being this consistent and just kind of assumed it would dip off into like just a good season instead of a spectacular season when it really hasn't. He's still shooting like ridiculously well from the mid range, still shooting really well from all areas of the floor. And people, like I said, expected it to fall off, but he's just stayed at that level. I don't know what he's averaging now, maybe like 28 still, 27, 26. But regardless, it's, he's a most improved player candidate at this point. He's got to be a shoe-in for the All-Star game if the fans, you know, know what they're doing. <clears throat> it's just... I hate the fan vote. <laughs> he's been yeah, playing... It really shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, yeah. We had a conversation about this last night too, but he's been playing so well that... I think people are trying, starting to expect more from Jason Tatum, which is a good thing. Because this is what you want when you have two superstars. You want them to each play so well that you expect more from the other one. And then you want the other one to step up and vice versa. So we're just at the point, I think, where we're expecting so much from Jalen Brown that we want to expect more from Jason Tatum. And then he's got to match the energy, which I have no doubt he will. But we just got to wait for him to match that energy which he should have been doing the whole time. And he's not having a bad season by any means, but still he's got to step back up, especially when Jalen Brown's on the game. Cause like you said, that fourth quarter, as soon as Jalen Brown went off the floor, it was rough. It was, there was just no offense, which is unacceptable. And you want to know something really ironic, best offensive rating on the team this season, Sam, I want, I want you to guess, who do you think it is? If I said it's ironic, who's the best offensive so, rating? Is it Ojale or is it Marcus? It's Jeff Teague. It is. Uh-huh. It is Jeff Teague, the best offensive player on the team. What's his field goal percentage? That's what I want to know. Not very good. I can go. I can go look it up for you right now. But I, I was looking through. I was writing an article about Semi Ojale, and I was like, okay, let's look at offensive ratings. And he was just it's right there. His, his field goal percentage this season is thirty-two percent, shooting twenty-eight twenty-eight point eight percent on two pointers, which is horrendous, absolutely terrible. At what point did the Celtics, you know, just cut their losses and try to find a trade for Jeff Teague or at least stop playing him because it's, it, it's ugly when he's on the floor? Yeah, it's. I think um, he should be done when Pritchard comes back. Well, maybe it's when Marcus comes back, but I'm really sick of him being out there. Unless he's figuring, he's going to figure it out, which I hope he does. You know, I don't want anybody to not succeed, but I mean, he goes to the basket. You don't think it's going in. Like, that should not happen. Yeah, I mean, when he had that breakaway layup, I was just sitting there like, please don't miss the open layup. Yeah, I thought he might miss it. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, like, I, I sure hope not. It's just you don't have any confidence around the rim, which is like, it's like Tobias Harris in the Philly series last year, if you remember that. Like, he was just missing everything around the rim. And Jeff Teague's that same way. Like, when he takes those little floaters, they just, they're not even close. They airball. They clank off the other side of the rim. It's just, 
you want them on the three-point line or you want them passing the ball. You don't want them shooting anything inside. And he takes so many shots like that, which I think makes it even more painful. So I don't know if Brad Stevens needs to kind of sit him down and be like, okay, right, listen, listen, Jeff, you got to stop. You gotta stop shooting these shots. You gotta stay around the three-point line where he's shooting 41-42%, which is really good. So, I don't know why he insists on driving into the lane. Because he never passes either. That's what's frustrating too. Like, you never see him pass to the role man. So, um, but, but you mentioned Marcus Smart, and that that was very scary injury. I told you so, you by the way. <laughs> you did tell me so. I mean, I think everybody except for you thought that it, it was going to be worse and than it was. It, it really didn't look that bad to it, me. I there was no ripple like there was I mean, if you watch the KD one, you could see his whole calf like ripple. There was a small ripple, which is why I think a lot of people were panicking. So, but yeah, he's out 2 to 3 weeks, is it? Is that what the official diagnosis is for his uh recovery length? Yeah. So yep, that's what the Celtics said yesterday. Two to three weeks for Marcus. Uh, it's tough that right around the time when you think they're going to get Pritchard back because he has been working, he should be back in the next few games, I would guess. Uh, Marcus goes down, so that's even less guard depth. It's just the Celtics are fighting the injury bug as they do every season. Uh, I guess you can make the argument that every team is this year with COVID, but you know losing Marcus Smart, Smart is a really crucial piece to the team, and uh, they're going to have to fill that starting spot in the lineup which i didn't even think about um who do you think gets that spot in the starting lineup do they go back to double bigs they'll probably go to the bigs mm-hmm. hopefully it's williams instead of yeah that'd be thompson, a nice though. a nice change of pace but i highly doubt that I, I bet they'll start thompson again which is whatever um how pleased were you with thompson in that lakers game or displeased i should say was he I just know, i didn't there? really he didn't really make an impact for me I didn't notice. You know, it wasn't there. good, wasn't bad. Yeah. He was just kind of there. Sick of, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. They they brought in those two guys, and they're really not giving them anything. Hmm. I mean, which is a bummer, because I wanted Thompson to be really a solid player, but he's not, not bringing it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just very clear that Tice is the best center in the roster. I would even argue Robert Williams is probably playing a little better than Thompson right now. Thompson hasn't been nearly as bad or like concerning as Jeff Teague, I will say, but he's just not, he's not lived up to the expectation. I think a lot of Celtics fans had of him. Yeah. I thought he would be a really big contributor to this team and he hasn't been. And Tice has, which is great. Good for Tice. Yeah. And I, I I don't think anybody wants Tice to, you know, not succeed, but you know, it sucks when you have high expectations for someone, you give him the MLE for two years and he isn't performing. He's not a cancer or anything, which is good. Just it's just neutral. It's like could be more effective, and he's not. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned double big lineup with Tyson Robert Williams because that lineup has been really good this season. I mean, I, I haven't looked at any of the numbers, but just the eye test, like those guys on the floor together, seemed like it's been. I think the numbers really are well. good too. Yeah, and obviously we we know how well Tyson Thompson have played on the floor together. It's not not been great. Been to much much of the demise of many Celtics fans, so I'd much rather see Robert Williams get that starting spot over Thompson if they were to run double bigs with Smart out. Uh, whether or not Brad Stevens will recognize that or even pass that, you know, actually do it, I doubt it. I don't think that's going to happen, but still. 
Uh, another thing to talk about, Shemi Ojale. I know we bring him up. I, I feel like it's a meme at this point. It's a running joke to, to talk about Shemi Ojale in some form on every podcast. But, I mean, the guy was great against LeBron and AD the other night. He held LeBron to one of three, guarded him the most for the entire game of anybody on the team. Um, two turnovers, including one in crunch time, which was huge. Shemi Ojale, man, he's just – that was the key. That that was the key to keeping that game close, and uh, although the Celtics couldn't finish it out, Shemi Ojale's defense was a huge reason the Celtics were in the game at all. Wouldn't you agree? Well, that's his claim to fame. Yeah. If you will, playing defense on big players. So he did what he was supposed to do, which is great. And he did a good job. So good for Semi. Yeah, I mean, we weren't really seeing it's it. It's not last the most season. complicated answer I could give you, but I mean, good <laughs> for him, man. Like, I'm glad he's playing well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Might get himself to stick around, especially if he keeps making his shots. I don't think he took any shots, or if he did, he only took one or two. Yeah, I don't really know his box score that well, but I know he didn't score at all. Um, but he was all there in the defensive end, and he really stepped up when Smart went down too, which was nice. Like I, I know you, you say he um he's always that defensive guy, but to see him step in and play those final couple minutes with Smart out, because if Smart was there, Shemi usually would be in the game. Let's be real here, but... Um, he stepped up when the team needed him to. It was huge. He's been great on both ends of the floor this season, which is nice to see. He's shooting slightly worse than last season from three, but he's also taking double the amount of shots almost. So it's been nice to see him start to succeed, uh, especially going from a guy who was having his roster spot questioned to going to like one of their go-to guys off the bench, especially with Pritchard out and Smart out and all the injuries the Celtics have been going through. Uh, another guy who played really well, Aaron Neesmith, Played only eight minutes, very limited minutes, but he he looked really impressive on the defensive end, at least. What do, what do you think about that? I think that's the biggest um, test for Neesmith, to be honest. We've seen the jump shot. It hasn't been shooting great, but it feels like that's going to change, and that's not just a bias thing. I do think that. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm glad to see that he's playing a little bit better, for sure. You know, he's... He was someone that looked lost on defense, and I think that's why he wasn't playing at the beginning of the year. And now that he's finding his footing, figuring out how to be a defender in the NBA, I think he's got a lot more potential to be on the floor. And then that'll probably help him out in terms of being someone that is competent because he's he's not, you know, afraid of getting pulled. Every time he misses a shot. No, yeah, and it's it, it's like you got to give him some sort of leash. Like I understand why Celtics fans get upset when he does miss the shots like that because they expect him to make majority of them. Because in in college he shot like what fifty percent, and that's not realistic in the NBA by any means. But uh, after struggling so much to start this season, I think fans got a little fed up with the way he was playing. And now that he's starting, yeah, to play I mean, really I'm not well. thrilled with it. That was their guy. That was who they took, which is fine. He, the one thing I do really like about him, though, is he seems like he plays hard. So when somebody's out there playing hard every possession and that they're on the floor, it's really encouraging when you think about their work ethic because you know that guy wants to be out there and he wants to get better. So even if he's not performing well, those are little things that you can see that he does that are like, all right, well, you know what? Like He might not be shooting great now, but you know he's probably in the gym every day shooting three after three after three. I mean, as probably any player is, but he's probably trying to get better. 
not just back to where his expectations should be. Yeah, for sure. And I think he's going to you do got a that. lot of guys like this that on the team. You got obviously Brown and Tatum who have improved every year. Uh Semi Oljale, mm-hmm. somebody that you know, everyone always talks about his work ethic. And look, he's starting to improve now. He's starting to be a reliable offensive player. It's not four and five when he's on the floor. And he's someone that he shoots a three and you're like, oh, you know, that should go in. Yeah, I agree. And I think he'll get to that level eventually. I mean, the guy's a rookie. You got to give him some leeway. Brown barely played his rookie season. You got to let people grow. Uh, it happens, man. But uh, And now a quick word from our sponsor. Uh, I am currently scrolling through Facebook because I thought it would be entertaining to uh, read some of the takes and trade ideas and comments I see on there and have you react to them. What do you think about that? Yeah, sure. We can do that. Let's go, let's go through some of those. Let's see. Um, without Tatum and Brown, would this be the worst team in the NBA? Thoughts? Um, might be. Really? Interesting. Well, I don't know about the worst, but they'd be towards the bottom. Oh, yeah, they'd definitely be towards the bottom. But Kemba's still a good player, and he'd probably yeah. be able to perform as the only option. It'd be like those Hornets teams he was on, realistically. I mean, the supporting cast isn't great. Yeah. It hasn't been. It's one of the reasons why they lose games. I mean, the bench has been good this year. All um, right. It's inconsistent. I mean, they're a top-scoring bench in the league. And, oh, not top scoring. They're actually, they're actually no. I did. I researched this. I'm, I'm tripping. They're one of the most efficient benches in the league. That's what they are. But no, yeah, I got you. They definitely wouldn't be as good. I mean, you drop two All Star caliber players, you're not going to be a good team. So drop uh, the whole offense, pretty much. That's <laughs> the thing. Yeah, literally. I mean, when those, even when freaking Browns are on the floor, they struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Kemba's got a lot of – like he's got some stuff to prove. And I also think this is – I tweeted this the other day. This is a big week for the market, the anti-Marcus people mm-hmm. because, all right, he's not going to be playing. They have decent competition. They're playing Golden State, who's an excellent – you know, Curry's excellent. I don't know who they have exactly after that. I'm sure they'll be seeing Utah, <laughs> who's been unbelievable. So oh, yeah. it's time to, you know, have a nice look. What, what, what are we going to see? Big test for the rest of the guys to step up with the best defender. Time for me to be convinced that he's able to be traded. <laughs> we'll see if that actually happens. But uh, another comment. You you can bring any player from the 2008 Celtics onto the team that wasn't a part of the big three. Who are you bringing? Uh, Rondo. All right, yeah. Uh, that, that should have been expected, I guess. <laughs> you wanted, like, this Rondo. Imagine you get prime Rondo. Yeah, but I mean, maybe Perk, just because he's big presence inside. Yeah, also true. Uh, but Tice hasn't been bad, so. Well, no, he's not bad, but they're just different. You know, Perk's a bigger yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. someone that could fill that. They need someone to cover and bead kind of deal, you know? Yeah, I guess very that's true. But they have Rondo. I think they're a much better team. I don't. I'm starting to think that they don't need a, third a big three, like per that. se, on this team. They yeah. just need. Better supporting cast. So I don't think they need Kemba, even though I really like him. Like, I don't know. It's it's weird. Maybe, you know what I was thinking? Maybe Kemba's someone that you bring off the bench. Really? Like a Lou Will type vibe? Yeah, you bring him in, he's like instant offense. He might be better suited in that role. Then who do you start? Pritchard? For the playmaking? Marcus, when he's healthy. 
and then double just bring breaks. in somebody that's going to be a good distributor. I saw TJ McConnell somewhere out there. If you can finagle that, I think he'd be great. But it's just a random fucking name I saw. <laughs> uh, next yeah, one. I don't know. It's just I feel like whatever we're doing now isn't working, and I don't know why. Yeah, I just yeah. think maybe it allow if they do that allows Kemba to be more himself. He's used to being the only guy. But that's what we all said with Hayward too. So who knows? Yeah, it's also tough. Tough to uh, like bench a guy like Kemba, like an All Star starter last season. This big of a talent. Benching him, it'd just be changing his role. I mean, it would yeah, technically but... be benching him. But when I think bench, it's like you're sitting him. Like you're not doing it for a reason other than the guy sucks. No, yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, next one I have is a long one, so bear with me. Don't comment on either of them because it's like two statements in one. Let me let me get this out ready. <clears throat> Celtics need to either fire Brad from Mark Jackson or David Fisdale or trade Kemba and Smart for a third legit guy. My vote is John Collins, Oladipo, or Levine in that order, unless they can somehow get Drummond without giving up anyone. Honestly, both might be the, the Drummond way to people go. are so stupid. Thoughts. So let's let's well, hear the, your thoughts. First of all, I hate Mark Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's stupid. Um Drummond, the Drummond people are stupid as well, mm-hmm. thinking that he's a savior. Not a savior. Stupid. Mm-hmm. If he was a savior, he would have made the playoffs more than like one time in his whole career. <laughs> true, very true. Uh, what about what about the other part? Trading Smart and Kemba for a legit legit third guy, John Collins, Old Depot, or Levine in that order. I know you don't like Levine, but Levine sucks big time. <laughs> He's having, he might get an all star, all star nod this season, you know, just despite you. Uh, next he's one. someone that's not winning. Like he's just not somebody that wins. Yeah, you're big on winners, which is, I mean, fair enough. You got to win games, but uh, something else I saw. This is why I brought up T.J. McConnell, uh, Kemble Walker. He spelled it K-E-M-B-A-L-L. Uh, Walker is trash and holding this team back. He's not a good quote unquote point guard at all. We need a real point guard, a floor general that can run the offense. Danny Ainge needs to look to trade him before it's too late. He's so overpaid and just not that good. Not a good fit here at all. We need a point guard like TJ McConnell from the Pacers. I would love to grab TJ and McBuckets for Kemble Walker and make it happen, Danny. What do you what do you Yeah, that's so stupid. <laughs> I just why why are people that like this team so stupid? I just think it's entertaining to have you react. So annoying. Like what what are you what are you gonna achieve by losing Kemba to bring in TJ McConnell? I think TJ McConnell's a fine point guard, but not anywhere near Kemba. Well yeah, he's good like off the bench. I'd rather than Teague. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you. I just, I, like I said, I just thought these were funny. Wanted to bring them up, get your reactions, because I assume they'd be funny. <laughs> Enough of these friggin' people, uh, man. This is actually a solid one. What's the reason for this loss? Referencing the, uh, I don't know if this is, the, this is the Spurs game, I think. Only Langford and Pritchard are injured. Tatum and Brown are still young and need more time to develop, question mark? Like, I, this is like a serious question. What was the reason for the Spurs loss? Just one of those days where they... Take their foot off the gas. This is something they do all the time. They do. I feel like that's a reason for all of their losses. They just like they stop playing in the fourth quarter almost. It's it's rough. It's if you, if you want me to be honest, for everything we talked about in this show, the reason for those losses, I guess you could say, is Tatum needs to be better. When he's on the floor alone, he needs to be better. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. And this next one actually references that. It's kind of broken English, but the, the Celtics hurts me a lot of their games. No credibility of every game they played. Tatum has the nervous breakdown. Where's the game that lets him ignite like from the start of the game? No redemption, Celtics-Lakers. I don't really understand what he's trying to say, but what I think he's attempting to say is that Tatum didn't really ignite the team like he was last season. Like you saw him at the end of the season last year in the playoffs be this big guy that would just come in and change the entire course of the game. And as we saw in the fourth quarter against the Lakers, he didn't really do that. Kind of, I don't want to say he, he fell under the spotlight, but no, he didn't do, he didn't completely fail. It's just yeah. when, they need to stop allowing teams back into games. Like, they don't close games almost ever. Mm-hmm. San Antonio, they did twice. Yeah. No, I mean, they just kept letting, in that San Antonio game specifically, they just kept letting them back into it. It was like a game of runs. Like, they would make a comeback, go on a run, and then just let the Spurs do the same thing, which, like, nullified what they, everything they just did for the last 20 minutes. So it it was tough to watch, man. And I think they did much better in the LA game of playing defense, you know, staying consistent. I think Daniel Tice was huge for that. Jalen Brown played well. Jason Tatum played well overall. Well, Kemba struggled, but it, it was like they just couldn't close it out, which hurt more than anything because they, they had a nice little lead going into the fourth, and then it just all crumbled as soon as the fourth started. So it, it wasn't yeah. – you're not going to win playoff games, playoff series, if you just keep crumbling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Brown and Tatum are good enough players. I really do. After watching this last like week since they've been back, I mean, I mean, let's say the whole season, they've both been excellent. Yeah. It's it's not okay for them to falter like this. I don't get it. It should be foolproof. You keep one of them on on the floor. All times you should be all right, and then at the end of the game you have them both there, and it'll be good. It's got to be the key. But uh, you see what Kevin O'Connor tweeted, by the way, the other day. No. Uh, Celtics have final potential if Kemba Walker can stay healthy and give them something in big games. Jalen Brown's development is legit, and Jason Tatum is borderline top ten. Uh, Kemba needs to be better. Tweeted this. Yeah, after, he does. So after is this after the game, Kemba does need to be better. Yeah. The Pope is Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he is eventually going to be able to be better. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, underrated storyline of the uh, Celtics game, Daniel Tice tipped in a bucket in the fourth, in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Not just Daniel Tice. Robert Williams yeah. did it as well earlier. Celtics so, gave the Lakers two buckets. These are two game, two, two different Baskets. instances where they gave him points. Mm-hmm. That's tough. And Jalen yeah, Brown missed great. two free throws. So, yeah. Not, not a great look. Anyways. All right, but yeah, that leaves me, and I got another one for you. Uh, he goes, if Marcus Smart is not better, can we use the Hayward money and also get a big or use Taco Fall? Uh, that, that last oh, that, that last use part. Use Taco people are really fine. <laughs> that last part is the one I wanted to get a rise out of you with. The use Taco I mean, Fall. Taco, Taco had some good run against who they playing? Washington. Washington. Was actually really good. At Washington, he had a good, good run against them, but I don't. Don't love it. Don't love taco people, man. They're not the brightest bulbs in the bulb. It's definitely tough. No. It's definitely definitely tough to watch. It's just it's, that's all Facebook is. You know the the taco player of the game article uh, that I don't know who wrote it, but specifically uh, it's the most liked post I've ever had on Facebook. Just it's ridiculous. 
it's wild to see that. But uh, but yeah, uh, something else I wanted to do right now. I don't know how much you know around the league or anything, but I wanted to uh, pick all stars. You know, it's it's around that time uh, where all star voting is happening. So I want you to pick your all star team, and I want to pick my own all star team. Uh, you know, right. and, and see what's going on, right? So the way the breakdown works, I'm just going to say this. I know you probably know this, but just for the sake of the podcast, uh, two guards in the starting lineup, obviously they can be either position. I'm just opening a Google doc. So I'm like hesitating. Uh, you got two guards, you got three forwards or front court position players. Then you have the same thing off the bench and then two utility spots that could be either position, right? You have that for both conferences. So, do you have immediately off the top of your head guys you want to fill those spots with? Because there's some, there's got to be some locks, right? Like obvious players that would get in that are going to take up those positions. Like who are your starters? Uh, we'll, we'll do Eastern let's Conference start first. Start in the West. Oh, oh, oh. I don't want to get into being biased first. Alrighty, I was shocked. I was assuming you'd want to start in the East, but go ahead. So you're probably going to have Curry, and I can give you stats Lillard. whenever you want it. So. You're probably going to have Curry and Lillard as the starters Alrighty. at the guard. Gotcha. Forward, LeBron, Anthony Davis, maybe Luka. Well, actually, that'll probably be – well, Luka's a guard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe Lillard comes off the bench. People love Lillard, though. For me, I, I'd say Luka's not really having that great of a year. They're not winning. Um, so, I mean, if it's my team, I'm not starting Luka. Yeah, then it's your team. So LeBron and AD – Probably start. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just hypothetically, we'll say Jokic will be the center. Mm-hmm. Even I don't know if they'll actually do a center as a starter. Yeah, but he should. Play they great, should. So. No, yeah, I got you. I got okay. you. And then on the bench, you're gonna have Luca. Mm-hmm. Is he is he a guard? Yeah, yeah. You can listen to his guard. Census, he's a guard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one guard. <laughs> I don't actually know, but okay. Second guard. Mm-hmm. I got you. The way I do it is I usually think through the standings and think about the best players because I feel like that's that's the way Chris the NBA Paul does it. might make it. Okay. People love Chris Paul. Devin Booker will make it. Instead of Chris Paul? Good. Or including I don't know if it will be instead. Maybe maybe not Chris Paul. I don't think he's having an incredible year. You'll put Devin Booker down instead? Yeah. Chris Paul, for reference, is averaging, I believe, around 14 and 8. No, he's averaging... Fifteen point six and eight point seven. Donovan Mitchell will be in there. Yeah, you're you're running into your your t- utility spots at this point. Just a heads up. Okay. Um, Gobert will probably make it because they're playing really good ball. All right, I'll mark him down as one of the, the front court off the bench. So you have two front court and one utility left. All right. Let's see. Oh shit! Kawhi, Paul George—that's your other two front court. Mm-hmm. And your utility. The good teams out there in the West. This is really hard. Yeah, it's tough. There's a lot of good teams. Cullum's hurt, so it's probably not going to be him. Mm-hmm. Um, for reference, let's see here. You've had a all-star from the Clippers. You've had two from the Jazz. You've had two from the Lakers. Two from the Clippers. Uh, one from the Nuggets. You've had none from the Grizzlies, who are fifth. Uh, Suns, Trailblazers. You got one from the Warriors. Left are Spurs, Rockets, Thunder, Kings. Maybe Jaw will get in then. You throw John Morant to the last utility spot. Yeah. 
Let's see. Uh, let me look at notable snubs just just to see if you forgot anybody because I don't know off the top of my head. Um, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Throw him in there. Uh, Chris, Christian Wood. Could be a notable snub, maybe. Christian Wood is someone that could do it, but the Rockets are outrageous, but it's just it's one of the deciding factors for me. They're five hundred, so it's fair enough. Yeah. Um Shea Gills is Alexander, somebody maybe. DeMar DeRozan is up there. Yeah, but none uh, of these teams are winning. No, yeah. I mean I mean the Spurs are eleven and nine. Uh the Mavericks are bad, so that's a team. Yeah, but Luca is people Luka. Love, fucking love him. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. No, I mean I, I tend to agree. I don't think there's anybody excuse me, I would take off your team to add somebody else. Um, maybe throw Paul George in the starting lineup over Anthony Davis, but that's just, you know, technicalities. That Davis. doesn't really matter. Maybe over LeBron. I think Davis is having a better season, if I'm not mistaken. Anthony. Let me Google this. I was just curious because I saw this. Is averaging, yeah, 22-9-3. So he's playing solid. LeBron's averaging. I have no idea what they're fucking averaging on the season. Averaging 25, 8, and 7. So I guess it's just nitpicking at that point. Um, No, yeah. I mean, I tend to agree. Rudy Gobert is a question mark always, I feel like, because people just see the way Shaq talks about him. They're like, all right, that guy fucking sucks. But um, I'd say maybe if you're going to do anything, I might replace Rudy with like a, a Shea or a Brandon Ingram or a DeMar DeRozan. Cause why or Christian Wood maybe? Because while they're not playing great, they're probably having better individual seasons. But like I said, at that point, it's just nitpicking. Uh, let's get into the Eastern Conference now. Yep, Gobert's average right. like fourteen and fourteen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Eastern Conference. You got two guards per usual, so you can start whenever. I'm just listing off the letters. I mean, it should be um, that one guard. Would be Brown starting? Yeah, and the man's literally—he's probably averaging at least the third most points in the conference on a good team. I can tell you that stat if you give me a moment. Let's look here. Uh, but yeah, continue, continue. Durant. Alrighty, I agree. Um, what else do we have here? Durant. Gonna, I don't know. Harden might start. It's really hard with the fan voting. Yeah, I mean, fan vote only accounts for fifty percent, but still, I, I understand what you're saying. I think Jalen Brown will start. I, I do think that'll happen because mm-hmm. I think the media and the players will respect him enough. Mm-hmm. Plus, you have Celtics fans that should be enough to get him in there. People fucking love Harden, man. I agree. Yes, sir, they do. Um, okay, let's move on though. I don't think I don't know if Tatum will start or not. Mm-hmm, I doubt I'm it. I'm just trying to. Embiid will start. That's yes, someone sir. that should start. You've He's got a great fucking season. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's Brown, Durant, Embiid starting. Mm-hmm. You still need a forward think, and one guard. I don't think Sabonis would start. Mm-hmm. Giannis will be the other starter. There you go. Blanking. There we go. Giannis. Um, you need one more guard starter unless you want to throw Jay, uh, Harden or Kyrie in there. I think the the real yeah, three keys for that are it's either going to be Harden, Kyrie, or Bradley Beal. I think or Trey Young. Think it maybe. should be Bradley Beal because they're not winning. Mm-hmm. I mean Trey Young, you can throw in there too if you want. But people are going to give him all the love in the world though because they feel bad for him. Yeah, 
<laughs> he could get in. Uh, it'll probably be. I don't know if it'll be Harden or Kyrie. It'll probably be Kyrie just because he's a point guard. Yeah. All right. I'll throw, I'll throw Kyrie in there. Does Harden get on the bench, though? Does he make the team? Yeah, Harden's for sure on the team. All right. Tatum's on the team. Jason Tatum also. East is definitely harder. Sabonis on the team for sure. Sabonis. Um, right. You got a guard, a forward, and a utility, or uh, two utilities left. Middleton will make it. Right. He's a forward, I think. Bam will make it. Interesting. Alrighty. Heat are not having a good season. I do love Bam. People love him. So am I missing now? Let's see. You don't have an all-star from the Hawks, who are the sixth seed at the moment. Uh, You have one from the Sixers. All right, Trey Young. Uh, You have one spot left, and notable snubs or whatever you want to call Yeah. Yep. Tobias Harris, Drew Holiday. Malcolm Brogdon, Colin Sexton, Gordon Hayward, Julius Randle, Pascal Siakam. Hayward is a sleeper one. Mm-hmm. He won't get in, but yeah. he low should. Yeah, he's having a great season. Uh, so Bradley Beal's not on your all-star team? No. So who's your last utility, would you say? Tobias Harris? Maybe it is Beal then. I don't know, man, because the Sixers, they're like more, it's like they're entitled to two spots. Mm-hmm. Beal should get in. Yeah. What else did I say? Who else is like a maybe in the middle Middleton. to the forward though? Bam. I mean, you could you could count out Bam, and then slide. Maybe Bam doesn't make it for you, Bradley Beal. I don't yeah. know. I want somebody. I want Malcolm Brogdon to get in, even though he won't, because I think he's having an extremely underrated season uh, out in Indiana. He's averaging. Let's see, I think he's averaging like twenty three, four, and seven. Like that. Those are all star numbers, but he, he's not going to get in because he's Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, which which sucks, but yeah, you know, yeah, I, I tend to agree with these. Um, I might say Tobias I Harris would, doesn't deserve so it. So let's let's go back to something earlier. I would I would give up some things for Malcolm Brogdon. Oh yeah, I don't think Indiana's going to do that because they're trying to contend and all. But I don't know, man. He's such a beast, and I, I agree. think he has a really good play style for this team. He's a assist guy. You know, he's 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 not as much of like a dominant scorer. Like he plays good defense. You know what I'm saying? Like he is someone that can be a huge factor for this team. I don't know. It's I I would really be interested in Brogdon. I know they're probably not interested in trading him. He's not as young as I would like him to be either. Yeah. He's like sneaky old because he came in the league late. Yeah. He's fucking but four-year pro. He, he's Your really, coach. really good, man. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he plays defense. He's a better passer than Kemba, I would argue. Uh, would you trade Kemba for Brogdon straight up? That's the question. It's the Pope Catholic, Jack. Uh, hey, I mean, that's a valid question. You just said earlier. That's literally like him. free. You don't have to give anything else up. And you're, I don't know if you're upgrading talent-wise altogether, but, but you're upgrading maybe fit-wise. And I'm not trying to shit on Kemba because I like Kemba. I mean, Brogdon would be probably unreal on this team. He's He would be able to dish the ball. Another thing I think the Celtics need to do, I think they need to score more off ball movement than isolation, but that's, yeah, that's beyond I agree. conversation here. And I think that's a big reason why they score better with Jalen Brown on the floor, because I think they do a little more of that with Brown uh, rather than Tatum. But anyways, uh, Mark Stein just tweeted, NBA and the Players Union are discussing the addition of both the dunk and three-point contest to the proposed All-Star game in Atlanta. 
Uh, both sides have been negotiating. I know it's minor news, but it is news. Uh, they don't need to do that shit. <laughs> a lot of extra stuff. If I was uh, the players, I'd be voting no. The only reason they would do that is so the league can make money. Yeah, I mean, it's from a sponsorships. I feel like the players enjoy that too, though. I mean, it is unnecessary, but still. Uh, so. The only way you're allowed to do all that is if, like, you do a little bit of a bubble before you start. Like, so, so the first half of the season ends and they bubble for like a week and then they do the All Star game. Like, that's the only reason because you can fill up the arena with some players. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have people there. I don't, I don't think they'll have people there at all. I think it'll be well, not remote. people, people, but like you have to have somebody, like players or something. No, if you're yeah, gonna do a course. dunk contest. You have to have somebody there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're gonna have to do something. To get, you know, I, I'm I'm not really for that. First of all, I think those competitions both suck. Really boring to watch. Yeah, the dunk contest sucks. <laughs> I mean, you can only do so many dunks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and it's all been done. So everyone's trying to do something new, and it's not always the best. Yeah, and the All Star game was fun last year. Like the actual game, that was fun. I liked watching that. That was entertaining. But yeah, it used to be the other way. Yeah, I liked I liked the scoring format of that last year. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to keep it the same way, or at least I would hope so. So it should be good. Uh, but with that, I don't have anything else I wanted to bring up. I don't know if there's something you wanted to talk about or discuss in terms of Celtics or anything, but I am I'm all set. What do you think? I'm I'm pretty good, man. Um, we did like an hour. Good. Yeah, it was like 52 minutes. It was, it was a good show. Uh, but yeah, I wh- just I do want to say something's got to change here. They got to they yeah. got to. Cut the shit because I'm sick of watching them lose games. They should win. I agree. I agree. They should have won both of the last two. Uh, they could be what twelve and six right now instead of ten and eight. But sometimes it's not it's how the cookie crumbles. Big change. Big change. But yeah, uh, like I was about to say, make sure to follow us at Bannertown USA on Twitter. Uh, we've actually been getting a solid amount of following there. A lot of clicks. A lot of support. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys. You guys can follow me. It makes it a lot more fun to do something that's already fun when you got people that are in it with you. So yes, we sir. do appreciate it more than you guys can understand. Um, Jack, you didn't have anything else to say, right? No, I didn't go mean ahead. to go right steal ahead. it out from underneath your feet. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. You know, it's always a fun time to do the show. Follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA. Follow Bannertown USA. Follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's our show for today. Bye. <laughs>